I, I have to turn off my fans and get more apple juice. So, okay, we'll be right back then. Cake and with us today is Mel. Hello. So Mel, who who are you? Um, I'm like a, a comedian locally, Sacramento. Um, I yeah, I write, I write. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> Mel, what what is your relationship with hentai? Um, I think I went through a hentai phase as like a younger teenager. Um, so it's kind of in in my past. It's 2021, the year of digging up the past, mm-hmm. bringing it back to the future. Mm-hmm. Self-reflection. I will say, so Mel and I have been childhood friends since we were like four years old. Um, we came out of a Girl Scout troop where pretty much all of us turned out queer. So that should tell you something. And I didn't have an internet connection for forever. So Mel was my plug to erotic content for the longest time. So I'm very happy <laughs> to have them here. So so when you say plug, like, was this like printing out paper copies, oh, smuggling no, it? No, no. I used to go stay the night at their house and we would spend a lot of oh. time. Um, I would be doing my wolf role plays and Neopets, fucking around on live journal, playing games like Orgasm Girl on Newgrounds, you know. <laughs> I love the idea of like one tab is Neopets and one tab is just like porn. Yeah, that's that's pretty much uh our our adolescence in a nutshell yeah and of course we can't forget we can't forget about princess maker which technically was not a hentai game (gasps) but like all we would do is just make her tits as big as possible and try to make her a concubine so so i bought that recently and steam has absolutely nerfed your ability to be able to play it like how we used to play it and it is very disappointing (laughs) let me tell you that hurts, right? If her tits can't be big, what's the <laughs> fucking point? Right in the adolescence. Wow, Steam. Big tits exist. Let us have them, Steam. <laughs> Let us have them. <laughs> well, um, it looks like today we've uh, got something from the past. And as uh, all of us do, we, we have to, to face the things of days gone by. But remember, you did this to yourself. Yes, <laughs> you did. What, what do we have today? What What is this? All I see is like black and white and a style that has gone uh, by through the years. Yeah. Go ahead, Mel. Uh, tell us what you picked for us today. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, compared to the things that you guys have reviewed, it's not a very freaky uh, piece of smut, but it, it is why I'm a freak. You know what I mean? Like, I, I read this at a, at a <laughs> mm-hmm. I read this at a bit pivotal point in my life. We all start somewhere. Right. Right. I read this at a pivotal point in my life and I was just like, oh, shit. Being like like a foreign language fuck doll is an option. I didn't know that. Like, it was <laughs> like just, you know, it just it has rewired my fantasies for the rest of my life. So, uh, yeah, when I was invited on, it was the first one I thought of. And I have actually tried to find it as an adult and couldn't. Kudos to Cake for being uh, the smut researcher. Mm-hmm. Working on my PhD. <laughs> you used to be Cake's access to smut and now she has brought it back to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've come full circle. Yep. 
Friends looking after friends. Yeah, that's the beauty of the hentai verse. You know, we all look out for each other. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, the name of this work is Pet Elf. It's by Jackie Lesnick. And um, kind of going as a throwback, uh, Jackie Lesnick was the creator of Girly, which was a really popular comic back in the day. And also, she was the founder of Slipshine. And Slipshine was a big deal back in the day. That was like the place where you got your porn comics, like a good variety of them. Um, and I kind of remember hearing about them from like my days of reading Menage a Trois, which I would love to cover that someday on the podcast because that was one of my influential smut comics. Yeah, I know I've read um, Study Break from Slipshine. That's a real good one. Yeah. A lot of good content on there. I love how Slipshine has that very like modern cartoon look with a lot of their artists, full color, typically from what I've seen. Yeah. This is very much of the times, black and white. Yeah, this is on par with, um, gosh, what would we have been reading around the same time? Fucking Arcana. Um, what was the Yaoi one that we used to read? Uh, well, it's more just like boy love than Yaoi, but like... Uh... Or MLM. Uh, it was... I, I know the spinoff was Friendly Hostility. <gasps> yes! And then Boy Meet Boy? Yes! Yes, yes, yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've forgotten about those. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, lots of good uh, content from back in the day on Slipshine. Mm -hmm. So have a drink to Slipshine and uh, how much it uh, shaped a lot of our uh, sexualities. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So for pet elf today, our tags are, of course, elf, ogre, um, sex slave. There is some dub con and questionable sex, uh, rape, assault, blowjob, pisery, you know. And yeah, like Mel said, foreign language fuck doll. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, I don't know the word pisery. Titty job. Oh, fancy. Okay. Yeah, that's the Japanese word for titty job. See, we, we're, we're all learning. Mm -hmm. This is a place of growth. <laughs> we need like a commercial oh, version I... of Live, Laugh, Love, honestly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get into it. Um, we open with a really cute elf protagonist. She's all dressed up. She's looking real happy. Um, again, our art style is black and white, very reminiscent of early 2000s webcomics. So if you know, you know. Yeah, you got this very sharp chin, cheekbones, forearms, very like comic-y. <laughs> very uh, <laughs> the how to draw manga book. <laughs> mm-hmm. The eyes are just so big. <laughs> Which I mean, like, you know, Jackie's art is has grown, of course. Um, I was looking through her of Twitter. Course. Um, which will have in the show notes and her art has gotten really good. But yeah, like we were all drawing like this back in the day. So I can't can't razz it too hard. No, but the amount of effort put into this also is very impressive because this is something with just, uh, how many how many pages are we looking at here? A uh, hundred pages. Yeah, a so. hundred pages, three chapters, a hundred pages. So um, yeah, that's nothing to sniff at. So we're going to do our best to like blitzkrieg our way through this um we'll do our best mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i do want to quick point out something just stylistically this elf girl has a purse which automatically puts it like out of the your traditional fantasy yeah like, oh style i feel good observation because we will get into that we'll get into that pay attention to that so 
Tina's all dressed up looking happy. We find out from her friend Cheyenne that she's going out to see David, who's her boyfriend, presumably. Um, And because of how cute she looks, she wants some. She's probably going to get some. Presumably it's her first time. This shack she's approaching looks so inviting. (laughs) The shack. But yeah, so very clear that she's a novice, um, but she's ready to do the do. And yeah, this shack is terrifying. It's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, would you go here, Mel? Uh, it, you know, uh, at one point in my life, yes. I want to <laughs> <laughs> say I'm above it, but I'm not. Like, I mean, her, her, it looks like her first time is going to happen Texas Chainsaw Massacre. My first time happened with Shaun of the Dead playing in the background. So, like, who? I, I have no room to judge. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> cannot uh, cast stones in glass houses. Or murder shacks. Yes, murder shacks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So she's going to get ready to knock. And then she pauses for a moment, takes a breath, and is like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm just going to go in. And you should always knock. Because when you walk into something, shit's going to go bad. And it goes about as well as you think it does. She walks in to see her boyfriend boinking some other elf maiden. And um, I just want to talk about how waspy wasted all of these female elves are. Like, you could just pick them up and turn them over. Like, they look like hourglasses. Like, no joke. Back in elven days, you didn't have any, like, clocks. You needed all these hourglasses to tell the <laughs> yeah. time. That, that is exactly why elves evolved past internal organs, right? That's a good point. So, yeah, you know, as seeing someone that you're in a monogam- supposedly monogamous relationship with, uh, fucking someone else, uh, she's understandably upset. And she is shook. She sees her boyfriend giving the elf a cream pie. She backs up, closes the door, and walks away. And we see her drop her purse. And we see the contents of the purse. And what is inside the purse but some condoms and some massage oil? At least eight condoms. Yeah. If not more. She's going to give it to him. But not anymore. So as she's walking away into the spooky forest, as you do when you're upset, um, she's flashing back to like how much she was into this dude. And then she flashes back to her boyfriend being the random elf chick. And she walks past this sign that says, Mel, could you read this sign for us? Yeah, sure. Notice there have been several reports of homicides and kidnaps. Pings of kidnappings in this forest recently. (laughs) Entering it is not recommended. Elfheim police. I the way, yeah, kidnap pings. (laughs) It's like hyphenated by the smallest of dots. It's really tidy. I need like a magnifying glass to see it. Mm -hmm. I was like, pings is like a Discord ping? What is happening Mm -hmm. here? So our girl looks at the sign, but she's too upset to to be able to give a fuck. Maybe she can't read. Maybe she's Jared 19. Never learned how to read. We don't know, but she does not care. Um, and she keeps walking into the spooky wood when suddenly a pair of hands comes out of the darkness and snatches her up. I just got to say the perspective of her like deep in the woods and you still see like the corner of the sign. Very, very mood setting. Yeah. <laughs> very uh very moody 
And these hands do more than just, like, grab her. Like, they fall on, like, grab her clothes and, like, yank it between her tits and then just rip it off of her. And with the force hard enough to throw her down to the ground. And we see her laying titties down on the ground, her butt up, and two shadowy figures standing behind her. Who are these mystery figures? These fuckwads already, <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Yeah, these fuckwads already. It's a pair of ogre brothers. They do a little bit of exposition dumping, as you do, about how elves are getting hard to find and that they need to finish it off. But, oh no, you can't kill her. She's hot. She turns around, <laughs> all cute and mysterious, and nope, can't kill her. She's hot. I just want to throw in there that these ogres, because I I was saying it when I was trying to describe it to you, I was like, whatever the non-elves are, they're definitely human. And they're not. They're ogres. These are like just the the least ogriest, hottest ogres like ever. I mean, still fuckboy hot, but like, yeah, not not in the swamp. Like, (laughs) Shrek wishes he could. (laughs) Shrek wishes he could. Um, I will say, because this was something that um, Jackie was working on progressively, you get to see some character changes, which I think was, you know, is something that's endearing about following a webcomic for a long time. And I think is especially endearing about webcomics from like the early 2000s is you see a lot more fluid changes of characters or of designs. And that happens in this. So get yeah. ready. They're going to look a little different here <laughs> coming up soon. I was trying so hard to find uh, the information about this, but it reminds me of that like story of the woman that like got out of her execution by like flashing the judge and the jury. And just having the nicest breasts, they're like, well, we can't murder her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't I don't remember the name either. But yeah, (laughs) I'm trying to Google. And instead of history, I'm just getting porn. (laughs) You know, that's where the Internet is nowadays. (laughs) But as you do when you're staring at someone really hot with really nice titties, you get a boner. Um, One of our ogre dudes gets a boner. (laughs) He looks so concerned about it, too. Yeah, oh, my boner. Um, like, I've seen fear boners, but this is a different kind. <laughs> this is a confused horny, which that happens to the best of us. It's fine. Like, don't think too hard about it. But of course, our elf girl looks up and she remembers what her her and her friend were talking about before, about how, you know, oh, yeah, today's the day you're going to, you know, to get some. And she remembers what it was like walking in on her boyfriend and that other girl. And as these two ogre boys discuss that they're going, you know, what they're going to do with her, like if they're going to kill her, what's going to go on, um, our elf girl leaps into Boner Ogre's pants and starts ripping them down and starts sucking his dick. This is a pretty good survival tactic, I guess. Yeah, so this is the start of our dub con. He's confused and scared about his boner and she just takes full advantage of it. To be fair, they were going to do something awful to her. So, you know, does Dubcon cancel out Dubcon? No. <laughs> Who can say? No. But, you know, in the hentai verse, <laughs> it works. Yeah. Um. So, of course, our dude is both scared and he lets out a scream. So his brother's going to kick the shit out of this elf until um, Ogre, who's getting his dick sucked, is like, hold up. I'm having a good time. I'm actually enjoying this. <laughs> 
I'll revenge you. No, no, revenge me later. You know, just wait a <laughs> bit. <laughs> like yeah. maybe like three minutes later. Just yeah. Sweet. Gosh, I love the like spiral eyes and him just losing his mind drooling in the last panel. It's so good. And you know what? I'm super in love with um there's the one brother, uh his name is Miles, the one that has the the emo hair over his eye. It's just such an early 2000s anime-esque design edgy character thing of the hair over the eye. And I just I love it. It makes me so nostalgic for old school. Be shonen. But yeah, so if you look carefully now, you'll notice that our ogres have horns that they spontaneously grew. Note the horns. <laughs> and <laughs> we also see that our elf girl has freckles, too, that spontaneously appeared. So, you know, they're pretty cute. Um, and she is still sucking this dude's dick. And finally, she starts giving him a tit job, some good old paizuri. And our other brother miles is not really sure where to look while all this is going down so he kind of tries to look away however you're going to stare like you're inevitably going to stare and he turns and he sees that tight elf booty that juicy elf pussy and he gets a boner too as you do and cannot control himself and we see our elf girl is very surprised because our other ogre brother has come up behind her and started fucking her. We got ourselves a good old-fashioned spit roast. Love to see it. But do they make an Eiffel Tower? That's what matters. Do they lock hands? <laughs> no, because they're brothers. Yeah, it's 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 not incest until you lock hands. So exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> spit roast is just a dinner, a trip to Paris. That's incest. Yeah. <laughs> we can't really tell if our elf girl's enjoying this because we can see her kind of pulling away. There's tears in her eyes. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, makes me a little uncomfy. But again, Dubcon is Dubcon. Yeah, none of them have respect. Yeah, zero respect here. Um, we do get a really cool shot of their silhouettes in the forest as the brothers spit roast the elf. So, you know, good fun. We see more spit roasting as we move forward. We get to see some hot elf um, titties and some ogre pectorals, ogre nipples, ogre abs, you know, the works. I love the director's commentary. I was yes. I was about to say, like, this is like old school, like Jackie Lesnick just like just has to leave the little notes on the things. It's just very endearing to me. Like <laughs> It's so good, too, because I've always enjoyed, like, when manga creators do that. Like, they have the little side columns of, like, oh, this is what I did today. Like, it might not have anything to do with what's going on in the manga or, like, the chapter or whatever. But it's, like, yeah, it's, like, it's a little endearing piece of the author. So. I love it. And Johnny, the homicidal maniac. Ah, <gasps> yes. So... More spit roasting until they fucking Baja blast this elf from both ends, <laughs> um, as you do. When we see come all over her titties, come all over her face, you know, as you do. Is her pussy, like, steaming? Is that? Yeah, it's steaming. It's like, shh. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't think it's really steaming. I don't know if... <laughs> I... I don't know. Is it not if it's supposed like to this... steam? What? <laughs> I mean, 
According to Goop Laboratories, you can, like, steam your vagina with, like, herbs and stuff, you know. But I don't think that's what this elf is doing. Oh, is that the the vagina-steeped tea that Aurora always talks about? Yeah. (laughs) Vaginal-steeped tea. (laughs) Celestial seasonings. Vagina tea. (laughs) Kiwi tea. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So the boys keep going, even though they've both come. Um, there's a joke here to make about ogres having layers or stamina or something. I don't know. I'm not the person to make it. So um, they're still spit roasting her, fucking her. She's kind of holding on to the original elf whose dick she was sucking. We get a onomatopoeia for her pussy tightening. It just says tight. <laughs> That's the exact noise it makes. Mm hmm. Gets Baja blasted again, and finally they are tired. They're worn out, as you would be after coming multiple times. Brothers collapse down on the floor with the original brother who got attacked by attacked by the elf first, um, holding her. Yeah, she's just arms against him. It looks like kind of cute. Like if you took this out of context. Yeah. Like, oh, they just had a threesome. It's not two ogre brothers that kind of did questionable shit with this elf. So we, some time passes and we see our elf showering off. And at first I thought, oh, well, maybe they took her home. No, she's fucking showering under a waterfall or something in the forest because they're still in the forest. Maybe they just have like a tree stall. A tree stall? Like a camp shower? Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, camp showers. I don't want to think about camp. But the brothers are watching the elf clean off and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with her. If they should kill her, like, what are they going to do? And so one of the brothers says there's really only one thing to do. And he goes up to the elf and pulls something out of a bag and he says elf. And then we see a bunch of symbols in the speech bubble conveying that. Elves and ogres don't speak the same language. Except that this symbol of uh, ogre language is just like, um, like video game. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Circle, square, X, (laughs) square, triangle, left, down, B. So our ogre brother holds up this leash and tries to explain to her like what's going to happen, but she just cannot understand him. And she he clips the leash onto her and begins to lead her out of the forest. And the brothers wonder if this is the best thing for them to do. They're not sure, but they have a feeling it'll be worth it in the end. So we'll find out. Mel, did you read all of this back in the day or did you stop at a certain point? So there's like three chapters now? Yeah, there's three chapters. I think I got through chapter two and then there was some kind of a like hiatus and then it I lost track okay. of it. Yeah. So is all of this uh, coming back to you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I did I did sit and like go through this like before because I wasn't. Um, OK, OK. Yeah. So I, I wanted a refresher. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. How to say this? It's it's funny what so unironically turned me on at one stage and now it's like comical but also still like nostalgia horny like yeah it's a good place to be 
nostalgia horny is a powerful thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good feeling to have. I I um I remember reading Arcana. And I remember rereading that a few years ago. And yeah, I had a very similar feeling of being like nostalgically horny for it. Um, yeah, it's like after after all this time, still. <laughs> um, so we move on to see what these ogres do for their day job. <laughs> this fucking ogreopolis just. <laughs> We're out of the swamp and in the city now. <laughs> Just like the movie Ogre in the Big City. Straight out of Swampton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ogre in the Big City. Um, and we find out that our Ogre brothers work um, office jobs, and specifically they work for a very kind of dominatrix-looking ogress named Broadway. And their job is to acquire creatures, specifically elves, for her. And it's kind of touched on, but the reason she wants them is she eats them. So a little bit of uh, off-screen vor, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, they say, you know, they fucked up, they didn't get anything, and she's pissed and is beating the shit out of them, as you do. Very anime-esque, you know. She pulls out a club out of hammer space and just wails on the brothers. I love her uh, bodysuit that has not only a boob window, but a little abs window as well. Mm-hmm. She's got those gains. You got to show those off. Um, were you super into her back in the day, Mel? Uh, I forgot her completely. Oh. You forgot her? <laughs> yeah. So, no, I was... Were you, like, rooting for any of these characters back in the day? Like, as you got through the first chapter, like, did you latch on to someone? Uh, honestly, I did not remember it being this plot heavy. I was so entranced by just like the whole pet dynamic that it's yeah, like they could have been they could have been delivering pizzas and not having money for as much as I retained. Might as well have all just been the ogre symbol chat for you, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. That's it. <laughs> so, of course, Broadway tells the boys, like, you know, you better do better next time or else after she beats the shit out of them. So after a hard day of work and getting the shit beat out of them, they head home and we see the pet elf waiting for them on the couch. Just chilling as the ogre boys roll into the house looking very tired, very worse for wear, and we get a very cute glomp from the elf girl onto the ogre brothers. She's very excited to see them, which is such a strange... Did you mention she's completely naked? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. She's still naked. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, pets are naked. I just thought it was assumed, but sometimes pets are <laughs> yeah. clothes. She is not a clothes-wearing Sometimes pet. you put your wiener dog in a onesie, yeah. but uh, this elf has no onesie to speak of, just to call her. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, naked glomps, pussy's wet, pussy's out. She's excited to see them. They've had a really bad day. They're not in the mood. They just want to rest. Um, but Elf can't understand them, so she doesn't know how to take no for an answer and proceeds to want the snoo snoo. <laughs> and one ogre brother uh, says like, oh, you just got to show her, you know, who's boss and show her around and grabs her by her hair, pulls her away, scolds her and tells her to go away. Her ponytail's the nape of an elf. 
Oh, scruff them? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, after being scruffed, uh, the brother's just like, yeah, you just gotta tell him what to do. You just gotta show him who's boss. And Elf Girl proceeds to glomp the other brother. You know, still demanding snoo snoo. Man, just the styles in this, like the eyes just having so much like sparkle highlight. Like it's just so 90s. It's something. Um, we've got a lot of like Dorito chins, big anime eyes, you know, pouty lips. It's great. Um, and of course, you know, since the elf's not listening, we got to, you know, scold her and one of our ogre brothers starts spanking her ass. But she's super into it. And so as you do, one of them decides to go take a shower and the other brother decides to play with the elf. It's, you know, you got to keep your pet entertained. Mm hmm. Just like you put meat in a watermelon for a tiger, you have to put your meat into an elf. <laughs> so brother loosens his tie and it's like, oh my gosh, we've only had you for a week, but we're spoiling you, you know, spoiling you with sex. And he starts playing with her titties, as you do, and is really getting into it. And we start to see some of the size um, differentials here of like the ogre's hands are quite a bit bigger than the elf quite a bit larger um like his whole hand like covers up her torso not to mention we already talked about how thin she is like he could like wrap his fist around her waist yeah. like she's that thin there were some notes about uh the author was going to decide like size scaling and it looks like it might have been decided yeah it was decided <laughs> At this moment. So, so Mel, back in the day, was it like ever confusing that they're changing size or were you just so, so just into the smut? So for one, I was pretty fixated on the smut. For two, I'm pretty sure I was reading these like as they were dropping. And I was reading like 15 web comics, like smut or otherwise at that time. So like I, I it was, you know, in and out. Yeah. But mostly too horny. I couldn't imagine like reading horny comics as they're coming out like i already read comics as they come out like sleepless domain and i'm just like on my edge like waiting to see what happens i couldn't imagine edging for like a whole week <laughs> just like, yeah no as i mean as an adult i absolutely could not but like at like you know uh a totally legal age um i didn't know better um so i just was like oh i just have to keep like waiting in these doses yeah uh one of these days they'll they'll fuck i just gotta get through this plot <laughs> and that's why you would read multiples of them to kind of tide you over between comics because i remember reading that many too at the time for very much the same reason <laughs> <laughs> gotta have your smut rotation <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so our ogre notes that elves are nice and soft, um, much softer than female ogres. Um, and he's enjoying playing with her. He moves on from playing with her titties and starts fingering her. Our elf is feeling good and having a good time. And of course, our ogre has to comment on how small she is. Gotta fully play up that size kink. Mm -hmm. As you do. Our elf girl flips around on top of the ogre and starts getting frisky with him and is riding his hand and his fingers. And she finally notices that he has a boner. So she's got to free that too and starts rubbing her butt up against his cock. What are these onomatopoeias? Right. They are something. <laughs> Would you like to read some of them for us? They're, they're sure. something. 
Sure. Yeah, because because I feel like they go from like grounded to extreme. So you got like you got shift shift, and then as it's like as the dick comes out, it's wub, and then it's sip, and then yush. <laughs> wubba lubba I love American onomatopoeias <laughs> because, like in Japanese, you actually have onomatopoeias for all these things, and it makes sense. But in like yeah. English works, they just guess it. <laughs> and, Sometimes they don't yeah. guess well. <laughs> Whatever the fuck this sounds mm-hmm. like. Look, you can't be a comic <laughs> artist and a Foley artist at the same time. That's too much work. That's too much work for one person. Mm-hmm. So our elf girl starts um, licking our ogre dude's nipples um, while she's still grinding against his cock. So we see our ogre boy with this very fucking anime face. Like his eyes are like googling out of his head they're super sparkly he's drooling he's super blushy and he's like oh my gosh everything she does was better than anything ever and elves must be like pleasure machines or something (laughs) you know (laughs) goodness not not feeling these fantasy stereotypes but uh it's okay race fetishine isn't cool so you know (laughs) Um, so she starts sucking him off and she has, again, she's flipped around her pussies in orc dude's face and he sees it. And with a little, heh, they start 69ing because you can't just see a pussy in your face and do nothing about it. It's rude. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. So more 69ing, more good times. Yeah, this comic really does a good job of like handling out a lot of the the interactions. It doesn't just like show a sex and then move on. Yeah. It takes its time to show different angles, different like sucking and stuff. Um, yeah, really, really has some fan service. Yeah, which is always good, especially like um, like we had talked about before, like if you're waiting, you know, like a week between these, like you're I think you're definitely um, getting something worth waiting for. These are pages worth waiting for. And they finally flip around and our orc decides to enter our elf. And she is very tight because there is a noticeable size difference between the two. Our orc dude uh, tells us that this is the tightest pussy ever. How could he possibly hold out and starts jackhammering her? And she starts jackhammering him back. And like his dick is the size of her forearm, basically. Basically. Um, and because she's began pounding his cock, he asked her to slow down, but they can't understand each other. So she just goes faster. <laughs> this progression of of a Hago that he's going through is like from Gurn Log and just like <laughs> zooming in where it's yeah. just like an untangible or just like unintelligible, like eye and scream of ecstasy. Yes. It's it's pretty great. Like the art in this is really fun. And finally, uh, he shoots his goo, my dude. And it is just so much for this small elf pussy that it just goes everywhere, pops off, uh, comes all over the outside of her pussy and her thighs and her titties, too. You know, cannot be contained. And he just could not hold out for her. Like there's no way that was going to happen. And our ogre dude is like, wait a minute, I'm the master, she's the pet, she should um, listen to me, kind of thing. 
And of course, our elf girl has no fucking idea what's going on, but she doesn't like how he's talking, and so she's pissed. Probably because she hasn't gotten to nut yet, which is understandable. I'd be pissed too. <laughs> so she pushes him down on the ground, is ready uh, to go again. She's going to get her nut, whether she has to take it or um, beat it out of him. And our ogre dude is just like, no, please, no, I'm, I'm done. No way. There's no way I can do it twice today. And she looks with determination and just gorilla grips his cock in her hand. And she's going to use it however she can. But just in time, our other ogre brother gets out of the shower and comes downstairs. And our elf girl gets big old kitty cat eyes and fixates on him. And ogre brother who just came tells her to sick the brother that just came out of the shower and she fucking tackles him and fucks him presumably off screen just a quite an interesting pet dynamic she she went from just having her heart broken to being domesticated i guess yeah living in in ogresville yeah and um this whole time while our elf girl Tina is being kept as a pet, the elves in the village that she came from are very worried about her, especially her friend Cheyenne is really worried about her and is, you know, reporting to the police about how she's gone missing. Um, and it doesn't look good. They're convinced that she probably got kidnapped. And we see Cheyenne's just kind of trying to live her life and she remembers how much fun she had with her friend Tina and is feeling really upset about what happened. And the elves realize that there's not much that they can do to go against the ogre government um, and ogreopolis uh, that they acknowledge the attacks but they don't do anything about them and there's really no sort of retribution for what happens. Um, and we see one of the elf leaders kind of trying to rile up the elves into doing something about it because it's not fair for them to just keep getting picked off by the ogres. Um, the ogres aren't going to do anything and the elves aren't really doing anything about it. So they should try and figure out what they're going to do. We also see among the, the riffraff of uh, the, the elf village, um, fucking David, who was the, the elf boyfriend that cheated on his girlfriend. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a shame that, you know, she's gone. She had nice tits and was like the hottest elf in the village. That's too bad. He says while another elf is wrapped around his waist. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same one from before. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's busy fucking amy that night you know i was totally gonna bang her cheyenne hears this and proceeds to beat the shit out of this david dude which he had it coming um and she's just wailing on him like she's gonna kill him and the leader of the elf village grabs her and pulls her away and says hey you gotta use your anger on something a little bit more productive um and we move on to the next chapter and we cut back to our elf girl at home with the ogres and now she is tied up to a post so she's been naughty yeah she kept attacking their dick too much mm-hmm he said if you weren't so grabby and restless we wouldn't have to tie you up like that 
So I don't think that's an effective way to train elves, but yeah, maybe dragons. So she starts how maybe how to train your dragon. (laughs) Um, So she starts pouting. And uh, even though she's tied up, she's still able to glomp them when they get close. And they decide that it is time to work on training this elf. Um, So they decide to untie her and let her just kind of lunge and pull her back and just train her that way, which I'm currently taking my dog to obedience training. And uh, no, that's not how you train your animal. You got to use positive (laughs) reinforcement, positive reinforcement is the best way. Wait, at the dog trainers, do they say positive reinforcement? Yes. Making my little paws at you. <laughs> so they've been trying a lot, um, 139 attempts to be exact, and it's just not going well. The training's not working, and our elf girl's finally getting pissed, and she decides to bite uh, one of the ogre brothers on the ass. She's acting out. Um, and <laughs> he smacks her away and she hits the ground and hits her head and starts bleeding out. So, of course, we get a cute scene of our ogre dude bandaging up the elf and asking, you know, why are you such a handful? You know, we're going to be late because of you. Like, having a pet is hard. As it just reminds me of the Babadook when she's like, why can't you be normal? <laughs> uh, I made a meme with that about my dog because I feel that way about my dog sometimes. Yeah, so they're at least capturing the, like, chaos energy of a pet. Yeah, pets, pets are chaotic for sure. So, Mel, now that we're in the new chapters outside of, uh, you know, your past, do you still feel the nostalgia horny? It's so weird because like this is so this is like slightly less familiar. But like one thing that has like stuck with me is going to come up in a few panels is like the orgasm counter. Um, So I must have read farther than I remembered. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, still still some still some nostalgia. This is powerful enough to transcend time. (laughs) So our elf girl has kind of calmed down and she's just kind of hanging around and laying around a little gloomy, you know, as her ogre owners are going to have to go to work. You know, your pet gets depressed when you leave. But our ogre brother decides that he's got some time to snuggle with her before work because, you know, you always got time to play with your dog for a little bit and not in that way. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um. Just to clarify that. Um, and of course, cuddling is going to lead to grinding, which is going to lead to sexy times. Um, and before you know it, our ogre guy is naked, just like the elf. And that's all through like a series of three pages. Like they really elaborate the sex, which is what you want in erotic work. But it's weird how a lot more modern stuff just makes a sex scene like two pages maybe this is dragging out pre-sex for three pages so for sure we're so used to like most of what we cover hovers around like the 20 page mark and like yeah like they are getting going like really quick um there is no time to waste grab my hand we're going on a sexual quick journey so yeah this is a little bit more of like a a slow build. Yeah, this is Lord of the Rings styles. It's taking its time. We're ditching the eagles. We're we're really making a, a brotherhood here. Mm-hmm. The fellowship. This is proof that porn culture is ruining our porn. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> Just 
the whole uh not to not to sound like an old person because we're all old people here <laughs> we're we're elder queers mm-hmm. here yeah. um but yeah i feel like a lot of instant gratification stuff has really um diminished a lot of this kind of long form comic stuff or having to wait like even the whole like having to wait for a long time but i don't know there's pluses and minuses to it if you can burst out laughing from tiktoks you should be able to burst a nut from porn and you know that's what they think (laughs) they think the pacing should be the same but there there's an art to to long gaming hit or miss me with that shit so of course cuddling leads to fucking uh our ogre guy is sucking on our elf girl's tits as she grinds up against him and they lay down and he starts rubbing his cock up against her cunt and against her butthole and he starts thinking about oh she's so tender and fragile i need to remember that to treat her gently so yeah you can't be like fucking manhandling the sex pet you gotta gotta be a little gentle (laughs) with her Mm mm-hmm Despite how ungentle she's been at times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she starts really getting into it and rubbing up against him. And he's like, take it easy. You know, what? It, what is it with these elves? They're so horny all the time. It's kind of like, you know how you have to get those dog food bowls that have all the spikes in it. So that way they have to like nibble around the food and they can't just gorge <laughs> themselves. That's what he's doing for this yeah. elf, you know? <laughs> I have one of those bowls for my dog because she just eats too fast and throws up. So it's like a maze. It's like a fucking labyrinth bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> gotta gotta work Slow your down. way and find the goblin king if you wanna eat this dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so our ogre sets the elf girl down and says, Oh, just relax. Like, let me take care of you. And our elf girl, you know, she can't understand what he's saying, but she sees the kindness in his eyes and how he's looking at her. And that makes her blush. And she gets a little bit more submissive as our ogre guy starts taking care of her. What page are you on, Cake? Page 68. Oh, a lot of these pages blend together so much that I'm like at 70 and thought we were on the same page. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. I will catch up to you because it's honestly we're just can't just skip page sixty nine on the porn show like okay hold on hold on hold on (laughs) not that anything important happens it's just the fundamental it's the it's the principle I do like how the the whole tone is switching to calm but on page sixty nine is when he does like just kind of push her head into the carpet yep yeah uh, again more dog training techniques that are bad but stereotype as good uh, yeah like don't don't rub your pet's nose in their business that doesn't do anything yeah, but in this case he's not rubbing her face in an accident he's just you know getting her ass up uh so you know he can make his own accident <laughs> <laughs> I hate this because now I'm having to ask of myself, how would I feel if my face was rubbed in my own squirt? Like, I like I I have to ask myself that question. Like, I think there's important factors to it. Like, is the squirt like on Egyptian <laughs> cotton and like, you know, it's like a stain. Like, you know, where are the ramifications and how much, you know, whose fault is it of where it landed? You know? Was the trajectory pre-planned? 
It's on some gravel outside of a shed, outside of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. I don't think you'd enjoy having your face rubbed in that. I would not enjoy having my face rubbed in my squirt. Plus, like, what's your diet then for the last week? Like, how's the squirt taste? There's just so many factors. (laughs) So our ogre uh, starts fucking her, you know, face down, ass up. That's the way we like to fuck. Um, and he tells himself, I gotta be careful, gotta remember that she's so small. But of course, he just shoves it all in. I mean, that's how you play to size kink. You're like, remember, she's so small. (laughs) Then just. (laughs) We get some whap, 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 you know, the sound of like the nut sack, like hitting the back of the pussy, you know. Mm -hmm. You all know that sound. Um, and we get a quick panel cut to, um, headlock who's the ogre that left for work so this is miles um that's fucking tina the elf right now uh headlocks at work just hanging out by the water cooler fucking doing nothing but we cut to that real quickly oh what's headlock doing okay let's go back to you know what miles is doing well wait you can't you can't pass over ogre dilbert (laughs) yes ogre dilbert He literally is Dilbert. He's got the fucking, like, the curled up tie and fucking everything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and Dilbert's friend, whoever that <laughs> fuckwad is. Yeah. But there's no Dogbert, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. Dogbert's the best character. Uh, we see um, our ogre, um, Miles, turn over Tina and start fucking her. And we have a note here as uh, he's grabbing her boob and we see him penetrating her. It says, this is my worst panel ever. And like, that is a big fucking art move to just be like, yeah, this fucking sucks. But Sometimes in comics, you have to deal with it. Like, I mean, unless you know about a hentai review podcast, you've got to keep in mind, how much is someone going to look at this one panel of a hundred pages of like three to seven panels each just gotta let it go by right yeah oh but we we're there scrutinizing (laughs) it every last horny detail yeah so all you uh erotic artists out there just know we're coming for you (laughs) (laughs) we get a a really nice close-up of um miles cock inside of tina's pussy um just ramming into her as it zooms out to them fucking we see some titty wobbling which is always nice and we get almost like a chibi-esque kind of face of her enjoying herself mm-hmm. a hey chibi yeah a hey chibi and her boobs are just like taking up the whole fucking panel um and that's where we get the elf orgasm counter and we see as miles is um pounding into her and giving her an orgasm that miles is at three orgasms Headlock has zero. And he looks upset about it. Yeah. And everyone's just so sharp in this. It looks like you might cut yourself on like those cheekbones and stuff. For real. Even her nipples. They're very sharp. <laughs> Dorito yeah, I mean, nipples. Not to body shame, but if your nipples are literally cutting people, I mean, find someone who's into that. There, There's all types. So yeah. <laughs> put a warning out there on your Tinder, maybe. <laughs> So after some coitus, we get some post-coital cuddling, and we see Miles uh, explaining to the elf, who, again, has no idea what he's saying, just saying, like, oh, my brother and I were sure that we knew everything about elves, but uh, I guess we were wrong. And he starts to realize, you're really not so different from us, are you? And it's like, yeah, you you think? And of course, um, 
Headlock, Brother Headlock comes home. <laughs> Good evening, Miles. Did you have fun while I was at work? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she's such a handful. And um, Headlock lets Miles know that they're going to meet up with Broadway again tomorrow. Um, and presumably it's going to be about elf hunting again. Yeah, hopefully this changes their heart. You know, it's not just one hot elf they're going to save. They'll they'll save even the not hot elves to their beauty standards. <laughs> just all of them. Um, it's been kind of cool in this because we have like a mix of like fantasy and like more modern stuff because we start to see the brothers change into more like traditional fantasy orc clothing or ogre clothing. Um, and we had kind of seen that in some of the scenes with the elves, too. So it looks like there's a blend of fantasy and more modern stuff. Yeah, you have your Legolas and your Dilbert. Yeah. <laughs> they can coexist. Um, we're not in, a, you know, like some kind of monolith where it's just one thing. Um, so, of course, both of the brothers have to leave. So they tell the elf that they'll be back in a few. And she looks as your dog looks when you leave. You know, they think they're never going to come back. That that is never how a dog of mine has looked when I have left. Like <laughs> you've never had a dog look blessing me because it's burnt tits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you're getting your dogs from. Then <laughs> I just get them from you know the pound, just like everybody else. Um, but Mel, I gotta ask. In finding this scenario so appealing back in the day, were you more into the idea of being the pet or having the pet? Uh, I think being the pet. Okay. Yeah. Has that changed now? <laughs> uh, well, it's a great fantasy. I'm way too ambitious to actually do it. Like, oh, I have to stop doing things in order to be a fuck doll all the time. Like, conceptually, yes. Really? No. Uh. <laughs> There was something else that went away. That's okay. <laughs> so the brothers are trying to figure out what they're going to tell Broadway about what's going on, you know, because how long are they going to keep this up? And uh, we see another shift in art. Um, our art style looks really different. Yeah, this this is the point that like I, I stopped reading from, I think, because there's like such a huge art change that definitely a lot of time has passed. Okay. I think if I had kept reading up to this point, I would have had a thing for Deadlock. You know what I mean? Or not not dead Deadlock? Is that I'm getting all their names confused. The lady. Oh, Broadway. Broadway? Broadway. Yeah, there we go. Her outfit's much different now, too. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is we just finished chapter three, and now we're moving on to chapter three. <laughs> taking care of the elf. Yeah. Um, so something got <laughs> a little jumbled there. It's fine. <laughs> chapter three part two the the art has really (laughs) improved um in my opinion it's a little bit more modern cartoon um still great expression work throughout all this yeah it looks more cleaned up however i am noticing there's like a box around the sun and i don't know if that was like a sketch mark left or it maybe (laughs) they have a square sun maybe that's part of the fantasy who knows Mysterious square sun. Um, we're also moving into some kind of uh, almost like a like silent cartoon kind of thing. We're really just getting visual representations of what's going on. We see um, Broadway ask the brothers about the elf, and it's just a speech bubble with a picture of an elf. 
And they kind of stammer. We see them kind of like, ah, ha, ha, like hand behind their head, laughing, um, obviously trying to explain something. And then we see Broadway fucking snap. We we flash to the brothers who have had the snot beat out of them by her. There is more fluids than just snot. (laughs) (laughs) Blood, obviously. And teeth. And teeth. Yeah, and it's transitioned to... After seeing Broadway to them opening the door, but it's them opening the door to their home. And we see Tina, the elf, uh, running up to greet them. But the brothers are just not in the mood because they've just had the shit kicked out of them. They just want to sit down and rest. Looks like she finally understands, too. Yeah. I mean, pets are just so good at that. Having that empathy of understanding (laughs) when you've had it rough. Yeah. So she jumps across their laps and they're like, oh, hey there, girl. And she sees their wounds and starts licking their wounds. That can't be hygienic. I know it can't <laughs> be. Um, but who knows? Maybe uh, elves have like really clean, like healing mouths. Maybe. You know, we don't know. Maybe that's why he was shoving her head into the carpet. Like it didn't matter about like yeah. anything on there. He was just having her clean it up a little bit. <laughs> Stanley Steamer makes carpets cleaner. (laughs) It's like when you tie Swiffer like wipes onto your dog's feet and send them loose. So that way they can like (laughs) mop up a little bit. Right? That's a thing. I've never done that with my dog, but now I want to try that. Um, But uh, we see Miles is really enjoying himself. He's like, oh, it feels nice. And Headlock's like, oh, I could use some of that. And... Now we get uh, a little bit of history. We cut to some history about uh, elves and ogres. Um, Elves and ogres have never gotten along for as long as anyone can remember. Ogres were basically predators and elves were kind of like prey animals. So you could almost think of it as like wolves and rabbits. Um, A lot of time has passed and the species have become more civilized with ogres specializing in programming and accounting and elves are more into farming and like textile manufacturing Um, they still have a long way to go in terms of understanding themselves and they just kind of keep to themselves and ogres tend to still think that elves are inferior species which explains why maybe the brothers are keeping her as a pet and even as time has modernized there's still many ogres that crave the taste of elf flesh and we see Broadway looking into the fridge. She's just wearing a tank top, pussy out, you know, as you do in your kitchen when you're looking for some cheese at three in the morning. Yeah. No, just me. No, I, I don't Donald Nobody Duck else? it for, for dairy okay. products in the morning. <laughs> uh, I Donald Duck it for everything always. So I'm on board with you. <laughs> need my 3 a.m. cheese. Yeah, she looks like she's having a real hard time. She's only got this one like little elf ham hawk. Mm hmm. And it's just like saying, Miles, uh, headlock, you're you're killing me. She needs to save this little little scrap of meat. Um, and she says that there's something probably going on with them. They're being suspicious and maybe she needs to pay them a visit at home so she can figure out what's going on. But she decides to give them another week before she does that. Do you think Jackie was setting up like like a, a lesbian scene there? So that was the vibe I was getting reading it earlier. That's the vibe I'm getting too. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so meat's going to get eaten, but in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> if not, 
a lesbian scene between Tina and Broadway, then definitely one between Tina and Cheyenne. Because now we cut to the elf yeah. village and Cheyenne has been training and she's uh, getting pretty good at um, fighting, at combat. She's wearing her her little warrior outfit. You can tell she's a badass because she has a shoulder guard. <laughs> just one of them. Just one. Very Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's been practicing. We see her do some cool spear tricks, whirling it around her head, doing some kicks. Um, and a leader of the elf village is like, oh, you're still training? She's like, oh, yeah, you know, just doing my thing. He says, you know, I hope you're not doing this, you know, for like the wrong reasons of wanting to get revenge. Um, he's worried about her. And Cheyenne says, no, it's not about revenge. I just want to find my friend. I've always been strong for her. I just need to be strong a little bit longer to help her. So kind of setting up uh, what's going to happen in terms of Cheyenne going out to find Tina and hopefully fight off whatever took her. I do love how like this conversation does play out to her then somewhat like flirting with him. It's like, oh, you're so sweet and strong, despite uh, how you uh, look like such a gruff. Yeah, and she it's all in good fun because she's like, oh, you know, I'm just just fucking around with you. You know, like you're too old for me. And he's like, OK, yeah, whatever. Like I have a daughter your age. Um, and his cute little elf daughter shows up and he reminds her, like, you know, it's going to be a little while before we head out. Don't push yourself too hard. Um, don't overdo it. I love the style difference between the the dad and daughter. Like he's more rendered and like. Shows like full eye detail and she's just got like olive eyes kind of. Mm-hmm. She's hella cute though. Yeah. We cut back to the Ogre Brothers. Uh, Tina's still laying across. She's still only giving attention to Miles and we can see Headlock feeling a little bit left out and he runs his finger down her back is like, hey elf, I'm hurt too, see? And she just looks at him and then goes back to licking Miles. And he's like, what? Why is she only nice to you? And again, we see the elf orgasm count. And Miles is at four now. And Headlock is still at zero. Looks like not much has changed. So Headlock decides to go take a shower. And he's like, okay, fine. I'll just go take a bath. Like, I won't use all the hot water. I'll go take a bath. And Miles is feeling kind of sorry for his brother so he just picks up the elf like how you'd hold a cat and says here headlock take her with you i'm done dealing with the cat you can have her now yeah just take a cat in your bath that's that's how i do it it's gonna go over well Mm -hmm. and he's like foo you do need to be washed so we're guessing that she's maybe a little stinky yeah stinky baby um and we see him lift up our cute little elf with ease um, and putting her in the bath and he's sitting behind her and she's cuddling up into him and she looks pretty happy, pretty content. And we get a really sweet scene of Headlock washing Tina's hair and she's purring as you do. As a pet. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's super cute. Like she looks super happy. After he has rinsed her hair, um, he kind of lifts her up and starts scrubbing those titties. And because he lifted her up, uh, she's like on top of his dick and rubbing up against him. And of course, when that happens, he gets hard. Yeah, I love how he's just like contently cleaning her and she's noticing the dick and she's getting that like little gremlin face going. 
It's such a cute panel, too, of um, him, like, rubbing her legs. Definitely the art style has gotten, like, really, really, really good. It's super cute. But, yeah, she starts rubbing up against him. And she snatches the soap from a headlock and starts washing him and nuzzling her face into his chest. And it gets to the point where he's so hard that his little dick crusts out of the water. I say little, but it's big dick. Crusts out of the water. If you're like rubbing soap on his chest and then your face, you're going to get like soap in your eye. Well, and then she starts rubbing the soap up against his dick. Oh, yeah, not fun. (laughs) Oh, it's clean. Here's the thing is I know that I shit talked the onomatopoeias in the prior chapter, but I am a little disappointed that there isn't one for the dick just like splashing out of the water. Like, I just think that was just a lost opportunity. Yeah. Oh, don't. Yeah. Go ahead and turn the page <laughs> and I think you'll be <laughs> refreshed to see some onomatopoeia return. Oh, good. <laughs> scrap, 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 ship, ship, oh, swip, swip. <laughs> Wubba, bubba. <laughs> You know, that's what it sounds like when I'm washing myself. Oh, rub-a-dub nut, you know, in the tub, just onomatopoeia everywhere. I mean, it's super cute, though, because as she's, you know, rubbing him down with the the soap, uh, she goes back to give him, like, soap paisuri. So, like, not only does she shove his dick in between her boobs, she's got, like, the soap in front of it. So it's, like, being, like, assaulted from all sides. Yeah, two soft breasts and one very hard, rigid cleaning device. The dream. (laughs) Yes. Um... But Headlock's enjoying it. He's having a good time. And we get to see her cute expression as she looks (laughs) down at the tip of it. And she starts slurping on it. So now we've got two titties, a soap, and then a mouth. So he's just getting it from every which way. And the man's soul leaves his body. What kind of technology do (laughs) ogres have where soap doesn't taste terrible? (laughs) Is she just putting up with it? Well, I mean, I've seen pets eat soap, so I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Who can say? And we get a really cute splash page of um, Headlock coming as uh, Tina leans up and she's got a little winky eye and there's cum just flying everywhere. Quite literally a splash page because the water's splashing around at the bottom. Yeah, and cum splashing everywhere. (laughs) So yeah, that is our comic. And I did want to say I found some information about uh, why it ended when it did. Okay, so back in 2014, Jackie wrote on her blog on her website um, about Petal. She said, hmm... A pet elf comic was kind of a, a strange comic when you think about it. You know, it's a story about a tiny elf girl becoming a sex slave to two huge nerdy ogres. Goodness gracious. Um, you know, it still seems to be one of my most popular comics. She said it was stopped after three chapters for very good reasons. Um, she just really she was unhappy with the direction that the story was going. She really didn't like that she had decided to make the elf mute. Um, you know, elves and ogres speak different languages, so they wouldn't have understood each other anyway. She said, for no real reason, I felt like I tossed in an opportunity for endearing moments where they try to understand each other. So she said she wished that she would have put more moments of them trying to communicate. Um, she said, second, uh, the, <laughs> the fact that um, some of the ogres tried to eat elves, especially Broadway, um, eventually just didn't sit well with her. 
And she's like, for obvious reasons, you know, the, the war adjacency. Um, and then she said with Cheyenne's story, her plans were to have uh, Cheyenne go nuts and start indiscriminately murdering ogres, including the nice ones. And she said, simply put, there was all this dark stuff that didn't really add anything to the story. And I now know that dark stuff isn't my thing. Looking at Wendy and Girly and all my other comics, I make fluff. I'm a fluff maker. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, it just wasn't going the way that she wanted. It was different than other stuff that she was making. Does that seem to track for her line of work? Do you think, Mel? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, Girly was, I mean, it's been a long time since I've read Girly, but I remember it being, like, wholesome and cute. But yeah, Jackie is still active. Um, we'll have her Twitter in the show notes. Um, Slipshine's still going strong. Um, like we said earlier, Jackie was the person who founded Slipshine, but now it is owned by Hiveworks, which is another really popular um, erotic comic um, publisher. Um, I remember reading a lot of Hiveworks stuff back in the day, too. <laughs> it's just really kind of cool to think about um how much erotic content has grown as we've grown um i think the landscape is definitely different than what it was when we were younger i was just like struck with this like <laughs> terrible thought maybe about two-thirds of the way through because we were like observing like tina's pet aggression and it made me think of um <sighs> Do either of you know who Nikki Philippe is? No. Mm-mm. Okay, so her and her husband, I, I hope I said her name right, but her and her husband are like these like family vloggers. Um, and they got in all this like controversy because they basically like had this dog for like 10 years that they knew had like a bad thing happen and had moments of aggression. They never got it trained. They never got it rehomed. And then it like, it like bit at their kid. And so they made this whole like really sad video about like, uh, like having to put the dog down. Um, and everybody was just like, wow, you suck. Um, anyway, so just like that whole story, but Tina, instead of the dog, like, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I just. <laughs> so you mean Tina's pet aggression and then the ogre boys have to like decide what to do with her? Yeah. And them just like crying on a vlog being like, oh, we, we had to put her down. We loved her so much. She was softer than any ogre. I don't know. I'm too online, you guys. That's, <laughs> that's my only defense. Oh, oh, aren't just, we all? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's why train your pets yes yeah. <laughs> you know be good to your pets be good to your pets so that way you know you can protect them and protect other people take your elf to elf obedience school you know don't don't shove her yeah. face in the carpet despite her magical spit mm -hmm. uh so yeah, we'll have all the, the stuff for, for Jackie in the show notes, um, as well as uh, where you can read what she's currently working on. Uh, it looks like Princess Panic is the, the current project. But uh, Mel, where, where can people find you? Yeah, um, I am on Instagram as uh, Maloney. So that's spelled like Baloney, but with an M and the second M is zero. And then 
You can find me on TikTok. Also as Maloney, both zeros. Um, I'm like trying to produce a cartoon series with some friends, including Cake. Uh, that is called Sack County. Yep. Um, there's nothing like there's nothing online about it right now. Um, but uh, once there is, I will post it to my Instagram and or my TikTok. Yeah, it's going to be a queer little cartoon about a non-binary punk and their best friend who is uh, a, an alien princess in hiding. So that sounds yes. like a good time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've been enjoying working on it. So something I've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, yeah, I do go on Scene Kids uh, sometimes. So that is uh, Second Saturdays. And now it is uh, in the meat space. It is like in the backyard. It's under the stars in the backyard of the Stab. I'm on Stab itself quite a bit. I do lots of shows. Um, I might bring back Friend Fiction, which was a show I was doing. It was literally one of the last shows that was at Stab before quarantine. Yeah. Um, but that's basically I get I get comedians or, or comedian adjacent to write um, fan fiction about their friends in the scene. So uh, I, I think I want to bring that one back. It's just very um, <laughs> like you have to write like a half hour. Oh, I'd love to see that come back. Thank you. Yeah, uh, it's just very writing intensive. So uh, I want to be ready to do and support. So. That's where that's at. Cool. Well, uh, thank you for for coming on the show and <laughs> traveling on this uh, elf pet adventure with us. Yeah, th- thank you for having me on. I, I hope uh, that maybe I can come back and talk about fisting. <laughs> like that would be yes! cool. Uh, no obligation, Mel but <laughs> has a great fisting story. It is the best thing. Um, they've talked about it at Stab Comedy. <laughs> um before this fisting story and i would really love to have you on the podcast again to talk about oh, the story so now j- just like you being young and waiting for this comic to to proceed our audience will be edging until <laughs> the next time to come on for this fisting story uh but for the rest of you and the rest of your fists good luck on your erotic endeavors how many fists can you fit up there Two, three, a foot. You think an elf tiny fist can go deeper because it's small for these ogres? Yeah, and more and more because mm-hmm. they're small. She can pull on Kamehameha up his ass. Okay, but like how many of those like the teeny tiny mini hands that you can put on your fingers would fit in a butthole? She'll go find out tonight. Yay! <laughs> It's not incest until you lock hands.